Welcome to A Little Jolt of Joy. I am Joy Ridenauer, <laughs> and I do these little jolts of joy on as extra drops when I just have things on my mind that I feel like sharing that don't have to fit the regular decluttering, organizing, and planning topics that I normally cover. If you're newer to being one of my listeners and you haven't gone all the way back to the beginning and listened to my why, I don't know if you know my backstory as to sort of one of my philosophies at life of staying positive in difficult situations and how I find that to be a worthwhile skill set, I guess, to have in my toolbox. And I have a, a couple reasons why I feel like I can tap into that when I need to. One being, if you have no idea why I even named this podcast Joy Loving Home, <laughs> my name is actually Joy Loving, uh, given to me by my parents. <laughs> and uh, it was a family name. I don't know why they paired loving with joy, but they did. And there's a certain obligation, I feel, to to live that out. But secondly, when I was 10, my oldest sister was killed in a, a hit and run car situation walking home from school one day um, from high school. She was 14 at the time. And this knowledge that life can change on a dime was instilled in me from the time I was 10. Knowing that no one is promised a tomorrow can impact you in many ways. I'm not saying that there weren't years of grief. And grief is a journey that people walk through in very different ways. And it's it's not like you ever get through the other side of it. You just learn how to live alongside of it um, in the waves of the way it hits you. And it's interesting because I am nearly 50 now and the moments that the grief hits you as you mature, I mean, when I internalized it as a 10-year-old and then as I got older, internalizing it sort of just as an adult and, and what we had been through as a family and then when you become a parent and then when your child hits 14 and just the moments that you go through um it's just it's part of a journey but I do think there's you know a gift in being able to realize that the one thing you don't have is time so you have to make the most of the moments that you're in and find that joy that I, I just don't see the value in wasting time with worry or frustration or anger or I mean whatever the the things you're facing in a situation that is upsetting or frustrating I'm not saying you don't you aren't entitled to those feelings absolutely you should have them but I just don't see the value in staying in them as a point of illustration my family went to uh, four days in Disney <laughs> and we're old for Disney, but it has been part of our, our life growing up with these children and it holds a very special place in our family's hearts. So we were having like one last hurrah. It was going to be our swong, swan song at Disney when we knew it would just be the six of us. It's very special when you have a big family like ours and you know we are on the precipice of life just changing. I hope it's changing in a positive way where suddenly I'll be welcoming daughters-in-law and, you know, grandbabies and still a few years away, I hope, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> it just means once my son graduates from college and gets a job and the vacation time is not the same and I just I don't see the six of us having those moments again so as a way to try and capitalize on that we decided to do this one last hurrah through Disney and it was a fabulous time like just cherish every moment of it we were on our last day and we were supposed to fly out in the early evening so we were leaving the parks in the early afternoon we got a text that our plane had been delayed by five hours <laughs> five hours is a good chunk of time and you know the brain immediately goes to what a flight delay and and you want to go well that's so inconvenient right like we we had planned to get home and get everybody settled and our son had to drive back to college and I had to get my other son back to college the next morning bright and early before an 8 a.m class so that immediately crushes into your brain which is fine but then it was like holy cow we have five extra hours at Disney and there were a few things we didn't get to do at a couple of the parks and so we went straight to the front grabbed some hopper passes and we hit three parks in one day <laughs> we hit each ride and each food that we had missed out on on the days we were at each park we I mean did all the forms of transportation one last time. We did it all and it felt amazing. We were like just cruising through all the things we wanted to do. We made it to the airport fine, patting ourselves on the back and staying positive and not irritated and not spiraling in that situation of an unexpected schedule change. We landed in Atlanta at 11.40 p.m. And we got the little notification that our bags had been pulled from the plane at 11.40 p.m. We get over to baggage claim and there are, I am not kidding you guys, hundreds, hundreds of abandoned bags, which is really weird. And lots of people just milling around, but not nearly enough people to go with the bags. And none of them seem to be claiming these bags. And so that was sort of our first clue that things were wrong. And so we waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. Finally, we get in a very long line where the baggage claim people are to try and find out what's going on. And we find out that they are operating on a skeleton crew at night. They had one driver to bring all of the luggage to wherever it goes behind the scenes to come out on these belts. And nine flights had landed at once. They were clearly already backed up before we even got there. We were debating our son needs to drive home and it's already midnight. We were trying to figure out exactly what to do and we'll get your baggage to you later. Trying to figure out all the details. Finally, we sent him on. And we waited until 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Still no bags. So finally we gave up. We drove home and we live an hour from the airport. We're north of the city. We drive into our driveway at 3.30 in the morning and we get a text that our bags are on carousel nine. <laughs> and we're like, oh, now what? Because looking at the hundreds and hundreds of bags that these poor folks who would have the morning shift were going to have to face and trying to match them up because they'll tell you they'll drive them to your home, which is great back in pre-COVID normal times when they didn't have hundreds at once. I had no idea when we might get these bags. My husband and my 16-year-old son who said, you know, I'm awake. He's a night owl. He's like, I'll drive dad. You sleep. Let's just go get them. And my husband's like, you go get some sleep. You've got to drive round trip to Birmingham tomorrow, early in the morning, just get some sleep. We divided and conquered and the two of them got home at 5am <laughs> with all of our bags. We just kind of punted and made new plans. And it was funny because a few things came to mind. If I had wanted to, we could have been just irate and ugly. The people working there had no options. There's, there's nobody 
there to employ so they they couldn't do any better than they were doing what what value is the anger in that point secondly in a in a sense of perspective it's just stuff all of it was replaceable i mean maybe if i had had some precious heirloom thing in one of the suitcases that would have felt devastating but at the same time it's still just a thing it's a thing i keep that i think from just the way I learned lessons growing up that things are just things and inconveniences are just inconveniences. You can bounce back from all of those, quite frankly, quite easily. It's a matter of drawing into the perspective, facing it with the knowledge that these are not catastrophic. They're not catastrophic. We're not in a war in Ukraine where we're leaving all of our things behind forever. It's not even the things that they're leaving behind forever. It's the it's the family members they could be leaving behind forever. It puts you in the perspective of being grateful and joyful for the blessings. I just, I don't know, I felt, this one's a heavy one, guys, but I just, sometimes people ask me, well, like, don't you get irritated? Don't you get bothered? Don't, yes, absolutely. I'm human and that is the, I allow my body to feel the initial reaction. Absolutely. But then it very quickly settles into perspective. Wanting to share that if you can start to harness that for yourself, turn it around, know the person you're facing, if you're if you're discussing a difficulty with someone, has their own story, they're doing the best they can do, you do the best you can do. I don't need to drag this anymore. I guess my last little thought is just kindness always helps breed joy. When I ask you to choose joy, that's born out of choosing kindness first. I know we're leading up into a spring break where a lot of people travel and a lot of these frustrations can come about. So just wishing you safe, happy, wonderful memory-making journeys. Always ask yourself too if you know that you'll come to the other end of this conclusion, fine. Will you look back and it be just a funny memory or a story to tell? And if you can ask yourself in that moment, yeah, this will be a funny story later, then settle into it now because um, it will make the journey that much, that much brighter. Oh, and as a little pro tip, I had to end up shipping my son's suitcase to college. It was cheaper than a tank of gas. So <laughs> don't, don't despair. Maybe consider shipping a suitcase next time. Until then, choose joy.